Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always remember, as the great battle mage Dr. Seuss once said, don't cry because it's over. Smile because you didn't get stacks locked out on turn 4. Ooh. Squeamy Geek getting you caught up on meta traffic with the weatherlight report. I'm bringing you the beat on the street. And then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. <laughs> Well, like all of us, he has already gone crazy from the quarantine. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. We are excited to be nominated for an Emmy Cruel. We're going to start off at the top of the cast and ladies and carnage that ensued with 45 in the dash. So uh, we have been in quarantine, but, you know, we did get to do one last hurrah in what I would call IRL. Yes, Ooh, I like it. Uh, you know, now granted, we were being safe. There was only seven, eight of us. Hand sanitizer, sanitizer for days. In uh, the mouth, in on the cards, <laughs> yeah. on, every, everywhere. Absolutely crazy. Uh, but I actually, I don't want to talk about a game from that day. I want to talk about, since we have been in quarantine, uh, I've been playing in our quarantine battlegrounds. It's a free ch- uh, server channel that we created in our Discord the uh, link is actually posted in the main account at CMD Tower on Twitter and on mine at Mr. Comment Number Five. Blowing up, by the way. Yeah, we got a yeah. lot of people in there. I mean, I mean well, we need only... we need more. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, first time callers, not a lot of first time responders in there. So we gotta <laughs> yes. get those we gotta get those numbers up. Yeah, because I think I think it's now up to 40, 50 people no, somewhere in there. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so it's it's gotten quite big. It's just. Uh, It'll be like, hey, looking for a, it's kind of the same issue when you're looking for a game back in the olden days, but like Destiny used to not do matchmaking. Right. Oh, so, really? Yeah, you would you would go onto these forums and say like LFG, want to do oh, the raid, need this. Yeah. And all you would get is like a hundred people saying the same thing, and it's like you know you could just join one of these <laughs> other ones. Right. Uh, so anyway, today you know what I've been trying to do is I have my rigs, I have a rig set up in my home office, uh, so I'll do work, and then when it comes to lunchtime, I'll go in there and see if I can jam out a game. Sure. So I jam, jam, if you will, jam a game? Uh, fine, I will jam. I will jam. Yeah. Since, <laughs> Just think of, think of all the time we're saving. Think of all the time we're saving. And so I ended up playing a game with uh, Andrew from EDH Rec, Ultra Budget Brews. We, he was on a bruise and build several months ago. And also Besh. Uh, Besh, I believe, was one of the first kind of followers, uh, groupies, if you will, for CMD Tower. And so Besh was playing Yarok. Uh, Andrew was playing... Gosh, what was that? Dragons or was uh, that the he, first game? He did Dragons first game, which okay. was terrible. Uh, was a terrible. <laughs> I almost won the game off of only having three mana. Uh, that turn, wow. one Sar- turn one Saracen, baby. Um, yeah. You've got to take that hand every that'll time. Get, yeah. That'll get there. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, no, he was playing his Melic Tokens deck. Mm, uh, yeah, that was yeah, also yeah. on a bruise and builds. And I was playing Selenia the Dark Angel. So uh, I had Smothering Tithe out there. Andrew never paid. Thank you, buddy. Uh, so I had seven <laughs> treasures. I had a Platinum Angel on the battlefield. Or actually, sorry. I had Selenia on the battlefield. And so I had 14 total mana. Paid seven. Played the Platinum Angel. Equipped a Lightning Greaves to it. Passed priority because I had a Vidalcan Ori. All-star card. Yeah. And uh, Yarok player was about to... Uh, he double tutored with a... Uh, well, that's dirty. Oh uh, gosh, I'm of course Runescar Demon. Demon, yeah, yeah. I was at 35 life. 
And so, guys, one of the things that you can't do is you can't pay what you don't have. So I couldn't put myself to zero or below zero because sure. I would have just paid the two and it put me to one. And I had a card in hand uh, that I could pay seven mana and make everyone's life total the lowest. And so all, all I would do is, oh, everyone's life total is one. That one. doesn't do anything. And then someone just gets you in for one and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And so Besh ended up, he was like, you got any blockers combo? And I'm like, Ugh, I mean, I got the Selenia. And that's about it. And he knew I had the Platinum Angel. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to swing at you for five. And I was nice. just like, okay. So he hit me for five. And I said, hey, I have an action at the end of your combat step. And he's like, okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and win the game. And they were like, <laughs> what? That's an instant speed card? I was like, no, that's a sorcery. Yeah, I got but, Lord. Like, okay. Lord, yeah. So, so, so it's a draw? And it's like, oh, no, I had Platinum Angel. They're like, huh. <laughs> And Andrew even said, he was like, I think that's the first time I've ever died or lost a game in that. Everyone's fashion. at zero. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's such I've an dr- odd I've drawn, With Nekazar, I've drawn a couple games because we all go to zero at the same time. So, but I've never seen an actual win like that. So that's, that's pretty cool. I know cool. that's, I know that's like your new deck that you only play. That's so. not true. I played, I played Bird of Prey quite a bit on oh, Saturday. Bird of that's true. Prey. You did, you did, you did run that quite a bit. I'm very excited by that. I, I'm very proud that came up in a, in yeah. a. A weatherlight report, and I'm glad you're using it. Yes, I it. did. Well, uh, Squee, what games do you want to talk about? Uh, I got one in particular. You ever been in a game where you thought it was going to be fun? You know, four pod. Starts off all casual. You're playing a couple decks that should go quickly. Uh, and then it turns into a two and a half hour affair. Well, <laughs> God, that, that was one terrible. of these. Anyway. Like most of the times you play with Mr. Combo? Yeah. Bye-o. So I was playing Kukusho, and Kukusho got the first win in a little while. Um, I, I took some Big Tuck advice and threw a hell of a lot of ramp in there. It's actually working out real well. Uh, but yeah, so a Kukusho game where, you know, I built that deck so games didn't go past like 30 or 40 minutes completely, and it just failed. It failed in miserable <laughs> fashion. Um, I went out there. I was playing with Will and then two of uh, Will's buddies, I believe, that were Ross's two friends, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and they had a great time. Uh, I think I had a pretty decent time in that game. I won, but uh, <laughs> I I, just never, like, everybody tended to draw the same cards that they needed at every given point. Oh that they yeah. Needed it. It was just yeah. one of those yep. games Been that there. never ended. Uh, it it ended in me. More or less just draining everybody out, but it was fun. Uh, Big Tuck yeah. had to wait for like two hours to play a game after he got there. On <laughs> yeah, Saturday, that was fun. That was hilarious. a good. We all have fond memories of that. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. I showed up. I don't even remember what. Seven I... o'clock, and we're like, yeah, this game's maybe I don't know, twenty thirty yeah. minutes out, and then roll around eight forty five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I did. I think I like threw in another threw in another hammer, and then just had a beer. So nothing out of the ordinary. Oh Ooh. yes. Well, well Tuck, what what game do you want to talk about? So two quick ones. Um, last night I got my rig up for the quarantine jam or damn it i got my rig up for the quarantine jam i'm glad you're on the jam train again no um (laughs) and we actually got to play with longtime uh subscriber of the podcast big shout out to you derek the punk ace hey uh out of is is he a punk out of kind of actually it was really difficult to keep up with the names and i know i'm setting so i thought i i know that he i know that he you know was kind of like into some metal with like the chuck the slice types super polite guy um very easygoing, uh, really fun to play with. He's, he was out of Canada, so that probably explains the politeness. Uh, and the first, and then we got to play with uh, a, a couple of new guys, uh, Rod and his friend, not Steve or not Stuart. It's Steve. They're out of New Jersey. Oh, what uh, a they great actually name just, as well, not Stuart. It's Steve. Like yeah, they just started. They started listening to the podcast too. So the first <laughs> game, um, we so he was playing. Uh, Rod was playing. 
a horrendously powerful uh, Croxa deck. Is that the, that's the discard one, right? Yep. Isn't that Croxa? Yep. Yeah. So um, it was really fun not having any hand sides. And then his henchman, Steve, also played a turn two Torpor Orb. So uh, we had no hands and no library. Roll go- gravy going there. Um, Derek, what was he playing? He was playing something that was pretty slow. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but it was like a grinder game, and then Derek ended up winning it. Then the second game, um, I played, I rolled, and I got my Kethis deck that we're talking about, or that's actually going to be on this week or next. And uh, who knows? It's a time stream continuum. <laughs> and uh, Rod had, was playing Galta and just had heater after heater after heater, and he ended up swinging in with like 15, 20, 20 creatures. But I thought I had him because my Vraska Relic Seeker was about to ultimate. So he was swinging in at me with all this stuff. He's like, okay, everyone's dead. I was like, uh, uh, uh. I don't think he paid two for that because he only swung at me with two creatures and I had one of my defenders up. And then he double checked. He had two mana open and killed us anyways. Well, but <laughs> I, almost, I almost got there. So it was, uh, you know, obviously when you're playing the streaming service, um, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but yep. it was overall uh, really fun. So I'm, I'm really glad it worked out. Uh, and just really had a good time overall. So get into the get into the quarantine, and and we will see you there. Yeah, I got to work on my rig per se. My, <laughs> yeah, my web, get, get, my webcam rig. is uh, mediocre, as they would go and say. Mediocre. Well, that's gonna wrap up forty life in a dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? So uh, I know this is usually where Mr. Combo comes in and explains a little bit what we're about talking today. Uh, unfortunately, you guys are saddled with me. So one thing that I got to do <laughs> last night was I actually sat down and took the time to crack all my mystery booster box. That was actually on Monday. Ooh. And what is is it Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, so that was on Monday. <laughs> then t- Tuesday, I actually took the time to organize all the cards I had lying around in piles. Um, and I thought we could just kind of go through, and now that we have a little bit more downtime, um, I thought we could kind of talk through a few strategies about how you want to organize your cards um, and different ways to help, different kind of products. So I thought we could break it into three categories. The first would be how to organize. So mm-hmm. everyone kind of has their own thing, whether it's just a pile on your uh, kitchen table in squeeze case or just in a giant <laughs> box like a lot of others. Uh, and then I thought we could talk about some products that maybe you haven't heard of that kind of helped through this. Um, there's a couple there. And then lastly, I thought we could address the bulk problem. Um, obviously, it's something that we all have to deal with. I don't have that much experience with this, so I'm going to be leaning on the other two gentlemen to kind of walk through that. But we definitely have some ideas, especially for those in the Kansas City area. So um, I thought we could kick it off with Organize. So yeah. uh, personally, I thought we could just go through and talk how we like to organize our cards. So um, I have taken a little bit out of a little bit out of friend of the show Tice's book. Here we are. Hey-o. A little bit out of Mr. Combos and a little bit on my own. So the way I organize cards is I the, if and that's to say we're not talking about bulk stuff. Bulk stuff we'll get to, right? So cards that are actually playable that people actually want. The way I usually organize them, um, if they are rares, I put them into a binder. Yep. If they're rares or highly sought after cards, you know, like lightning bolts, for instance, there's people that want these, right? So all those kind of go into a trade binder. Um, I just break those up by color. I Sometimes, depending on how much time I have my hand, I will try to uh, do those by CMC. But a lot of times when you're just slamming them in there over and over again, it's really frustrating just to take them out. So mostly I just do it by colors. Um, Then I have a lands. Then I have, I actually do planeswalkers, a little section of that, 
which I'm sure Mr. Combo will get into in detail. <laughs> um, and then I do multicolor, just kind of all there. And then I do actually piece out my legendaries. Uh, I think that is actually is pretty helpful to have a section of legendaries, right? Because a lot of times people are wanting to try stuff out. Um, and, you know, there's some legendaries that I have that I probably won't ever build. So if someone's looking to trade or something like that, those kind of go a long ways for credit. Um, and then the last thing I do uh, is the harder stuff, the standards, the staples, if you will, that are not rare. I do organize those by color. And then uh, because I'm a sadist and I like driving myself slowly insane, I do organize those by CMC. Ugh. So at least you have some semblance of an idea Ooh. of what I you mean, go this through them. like a horrible way to spend 15 hours. Yeah, it was. So I, I booked three hours to organize the cards I'd line around, uh, shuffle in the modern master cards into decks, and um, also go through a couple other side projects. Um, and I got through organizing my cards and that was it. So <laughs> I still have a bunch of pile of all my valuables on my kitchen table as well. So, um, the last thing I'll say is I am, am in the process of building cubes. Uh, I have a couple that are kind of being thrown around. So I, because those aren't solidified, I currently just have those and just kind of throw away boxes. I think one of them's in a fat pack and another one's in a very grease stained. I can only assume it's pizza. DCW kind of flat box. Um, but I have a product that actually I think will really help organize a cube um, coming up next. So that's where that's kind of how I organize. I'm, I try to be meticulous about it because there's been so many times where I have ordered cards and then later found out that I had copies of those, especially if they're like, that's the worst. I, if it's, it's okay if they're like rares, you're like, yeah, I'll be able to use these at some point. But when you like order your seventh copy or eighth copy of a uh, Diabolic Tutor, you start kind of feeling dumb. <laughs> so uh, I can speak from experience on that. But that's kind of how I organize it. Organize it, excuse me, uh, Mr. Combo. How about you? Yeah. So I've I've definitely evolved over the years, uh, guys. I used to be the person that literally would uh, save every single card, and um, I had a couple five or ten thousand box mm-hmm. thingamabobs. Oh my god! Um, and, and it was yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Um, so, and then one time ahead. when we had that, uh, right when I moved back to Kansas City, Mr. Combo invited me over, and I think we spent a quality four hours just going through that. What an invitation! Just piecing out. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> but you get you did get like an allurin. There was a bunch of stuff in there that you thought was garbage. Yeah. This is when you were in in your mid to mid to high level of playing. There's a couple of stinkers in there that uh, I think you ended up trading for quite a whopper. Yeah, I ended up uh, trading all of the bulk, rare, common, uncommon stuff, and I think I literally built my Jota deck for free. That's yeah, nice. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, everything except for Aber Duels, I, I was able to put into that deck, so I got like six to eight hundred dollars. Uh, I think that's a great way to go about your bulk commons and uncommons and rares. Just do it, which we'll get, get to of them and build something. Which we'll get to. Like. We'll get to that in the last segment, Squee. No, no your place. place. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Uh, Combo, you have the floor. Yeah. So the way that I do it now, guys, is uh, as I'm cracking packs, looking at trades, whatever, common and uncommon, whatever the card type is, actually goes into my five thousand box. Okay. But what I do is I organize by color, and within that color, I go creature, instant, artifact. Right. I actually break it down to each of those sections. But the way that I actually choose what cards I do keep, 
um, is I'll go through and I'll be like, is this EDH playable? Mm-hmm. Or do I think that there's a deck that I could probably eventually have a home for it? Sure. Then I'll, I'll go and throw it in the box, even if yep. I'm unsure. Um, and I mean, yep. I probably still have 3,000 or so cards in there, uh, basic, you know, or uh, common, uncommon lands included. But now whenever I build a deck and, you know, I always do my stuff online and I am guilty yeah. of it. Sometimes I don't go look through my cards, uh, <laughs> but it's like, oh, Kadama's Reach. I'm sure I have. Yeah, I got to have one box. of those. Sure. Uh, Bajuka Bog, any of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Soul yep. Rings. God, we all get four of those every year. Um, so that's what I do. do you have, but some of us actually have spare soul rings. I am not one of them. <laughs> um, but then when it comes to rare mythics and foils, I do have a little card binder for each of the colors yep. um, and then i have one for multicolored artifact and lands and then i have another one <laughs> that would be for planeswalkers and legends and this is the area that i could probably do a little bit better on because i do just keep every single rare every single mythic yep. every single foil i get whether it's worth anything or not and this and i was think- gonna say do you does that include common and uncommon foils as well? Correct yeah. okay cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah i do they do all of that um and i mean you know common uncommon foils aren't worth anything but sometimes if i'm building a deck and i needed that foil rectos carnarium then it's like, oh cool i got <laughs> yeah, one yeah. and i'll, well, I'll throw and it in bling the deck a little bit so I, that, that's I, what I, I do with mine and i think to, to your point that's something that i started doing yesterday so i also am building a foil common uncommon cube and i took the time to act to uh go through that yesterday as well and i found like a murder a foil murder which i know mr combo probably could use somewhere um you i found a foil it. condemn I, f- I found like these like foil a uh, foil tragic slip just kind of things that are like yeah this is playable this is this has a home and like again i'm not going to go out and buy a foil tragic slip but if i had one i'll just throw it into a deck because you know you're going to play it so like yeah. the idea i think i think there is something to keeping all your foils too especially if you're if there's people who are trying to build cubes or um you know other kind of non-edh decks yeah for sure Sweet. what about you well yeah as you heard i, I like to make a pile <laughs> on the kitchen table no there is a little ca- or a little order to the chaos there uh typically the piles that you see they're going on on my kitchen table are from recent decks that i have made and it's just a flurry ah, of cards that sure. go through i'll go through every single card that i own when i make a deck and then I will pick out anything that I think is pretty decent for it, pare it down to maybe 100 to 150 cards, then I'll cut 50 or 60 cards out of there, or whatever I need to cut out of there to get sure, enough yeah. hands in there to make it work. And those are all the piles that you see that are sitting around on there. Got it. They're just, they're just decks in training. Yeah. Uh, in general, though, so I have a uh, Rares, Foils, and Mythics binder, very similar to you all. Yep. Um, it's organized. The way I organize it is the first couple of pages are all legendary creatures that can be made into commander because that's the only format I play. And sure. some days I feel like ah, I just want to kind of look through and maybe I'll make a new deck today and see what see what works or see what doesn't work. Um, and then from there I organize it out by lands and then every rare of every color. Uh, right. Same on foils and all that. Um, only difference that I have, I think, between Mr. Combo and I at least is I for sure have a separate uncommon box that's sorted out by colors, not just a common box. Because um, I've come to find that in decks that I'm building, uncommons tend to be way, way better uh, as far as just flavor for all of those decks and using sure. all of those. So I like having those separated out from the commons. But other than that, it's pretty right. similar to you all. Uh, I, I have a couple of boxes of cards that are just sitting out there and then you know, I, I dig through them if I need to. Uh, I tend to build my decks with cards that I have first and then order cards I want later. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. As I, that's probably opposite of a lot of people nowadays. Well, and you, and you don't, cra- you don't, 
you also don't crack a lot of boxes or anything really along along those lines, right? No, not at all. I I, yeah. I would guess outside of the decks that I have made, I only have a thousand, maybe two thousand cards at right. most. At very sure. very most. Um, so yeah, my my stash is a lot lighter than yours. <laughs> well, it's certainly less upkeep. Thanks, Squee. I know, um, again, not everyone is a complete psychopath when it comes to this sort of thing along the lines like Mr. Like Mr. Combo and I. Will, I, I will ah. say it has never occurred to me to order anything by CMC, so y'all can <laughs> suck it on that one. Yeah, that's it's, pretty uh, crazy. It's, it's uh, pretty exhausting. Okay, great. So um, I think that, that kind of, you know, you can see some different perspectives and see some different level of OCD. Probably says a lot about us there, too. So I thought we could move on and talk about some products. Um, and Squee, I actually wanted you to kick this off mm -hmm. because... I think that you kind of took a different approach into getting some products, if you know what I'm talking about, to organize those uh, rares and mythics that you were talking about. Actually, what are you talking about? The Your thrift store find. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 that's cool. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought you had some technological wizardry that I was using that I didn't know I was doing. Uh, nope. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, the best thing that I wanted to do was find something that was cheap, that holds cards. First thing that came to mind was baseball cards. There's a million yep. binders out there that you don't need to spend 40, 50, 60 bucks on to organize your cards. So I was at the thrift store one day, just shopping around, seeing what they had. And they had three or four different large baseball card binders. And they hold, I, I, it's the giant three-winged one, so as many yeah, pages yeah. as you could fit in there. It had all the pages, and it had all of the baseball cards in there as well. So I have all those, too, which was a chore <laughs> on sleeve, by the way. Uh, Just think of the value. <laughs> yeah. So I got that for four ninety nine, and it holds nice. every single card that I have that's a rare, a mythic. I also have extra uh, nine, yeah, three-by-three three sheets uh, mm -hmm. to put in there. I'll double-side all of those, and... You know, for four ninety nine, I don't think you can get a binder like that. I know it's not magic themed, but no. it's just so cheap. It came with all the yeah. protective stuff you need. So if you're looking out there, people are selling. You can go on Craigslist. You can go on Facebook Marketplace, whatever it may be. Maybe not right now because you can't go and see anybody. But uh, <laughs> uh, they just leave it on the doorstep. It's fine, sight unseen. In the future, go and look on those places and just buy up old baseball cards because people sell them cheaper than what you can get a binder for. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Definitely. Um, Mr. Combo, did you have any products that came to mind um, just straight out of the gates or so uh, like anything a, to throw in here? Yeah, like, or, you know, like actual physical products to organize. You know, what I would probably say is depending on how you're starting your collection. You know, if, if I'm a beginner, yep. I'm probably just going to get a standard Ultra Pro or Ultimate Guard. I think it's like the three by three usually yep. holds what 150 yeah just a normal it's it's not it's not a it doesn't have a ring in it or anything it's no, just the normal just sealed in there basic yeah. yep yeah yeah go get one of those and kind of start you know keeping your valuable stuff in there because here's what i've kind of found is as i grew out of that and i needed to go into having many ones that can literally hold uh all the different color combinations is then that kind of turned into my token binder yeah, totally. Uh, and so I think as your collection grows, the stuff that you had that's old, it's not so much a dang, I got to like throw this away, spend more money on a new one. There's always stuff you can use for yeah. it. And I think that's really, really cool. Like you could even go to the point to where once you start getting more expensive cards, but you don't want to buy one for every single deck, you could use one of your old binders to keep all of your 
Abers or even Mystic Remoras. Or sure, yeah, yeah. Risk soul studies. Ring is, soul yep. ring we joke about, but for real, you just put a soul ring in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then as you play your proxied or your basic lands with it scribbled on out of your deck onto the battlefield, you can go into your binder, boop, right. pop it out, yep, and here it is. the real one on the battlefield, and everyone's happy. There's no proxy. There's no gold border, because that's nonsense. Um, How dare you? <laughs> and, you know, you actually have a legit one there, and that kind of makes it to where if you want to go on your path to 32, you don't have to invest the thousands of dollars or several body organs that I've had to. Uh, <laughs> you can just simply... A few, tri- few trips down to Mexico to some uh, hospitals, if you will. Oh, let me tell you, I had to uh, donate my non-coronavirus immune system for coronavirus <laughs> one just to be able to build my bird of paradise. But that'd probably be the biggest thing is yeah. start small and then as you grow out of it, just know that you can repurpose this stuff for a whole lot of other things. Uh, but the biggest thing, and this isn't product related, just don't let it pile up. Yes. Yeah, have to, have to do something to get worse. Or, or else you will or else you will slowly go insane yeah. for sure. Just um, and I can and, and, and I can echo Mr. Combo's point there. I bought one of those four by four ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the smaller ones. And again, I was like, ah, that's gonna hold all the rares I ever need. Learn that lesson <laughs> real fast because I got it at some shop for like two dollars. And now later. like that's that's my that's my token binder now as well. So yeah, like I don't I think that if you if you feel like again if you feel like this is some, a game that you're really enjoying and you know you you know that you're going to want to organize it, um, getting some of those Ultra Pro or Ultra Guard binders are, are pretty much a slam dunk. Um, another, So I have a few products to talk about. Um, the first being, we've all got them. This is not sponsored. Um, Pirate uh, Lab. There yeah. it is. So Pirate Lab makes these kind of briefcase-looking rigmaroles, yeah. which are just amazing. Um, they're great for holding decks. They're great for transporting decks. Um, a lot of them have like a sleeve that you can put your playmat into. It's got a little roller thing. Um, I used to use that to take it to and from work back in the days in Optiver, drink. Uh, also in the great city of Chicago, <laughs> drink again. And um, they have great products. A lot of times they'll have deals where the one I got was, I think it was 100 bucks. I got the carrier. I got 100 sleeves. I got a playmat and a binder or something like oh, that. Oh, wow, that's so, a pretty good deal. Yeah, they do, they do really good stuff. And I think uh, Mr. Combo, I saw Will got, a uh, friend of the cast, Will got one. Yep. Uh, Mr. Combo, I think, I think their quality is like through the roof. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Plus, it's it's for the the weirdos like Big Tuck, myself, and getting their will. Uh, instead of friend of the cast, getting it's now their getting, will. Their yeah, will. getting their will. <laughs> uh, when you have more decks than your thing can carry, I kind of like it because it basically says, hey, that's all you're taking. You can't yes. take anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes a backpack, I would just try to cram as much as I could in there. Like, <laughs> well, what if I could make yeah. the space? That's that, and I, I have the monster uh, backpack given to me from Scooty Shuffles a gazillion years ago, which kind of works, but again, it's not a great solution. Um, and also, Mr. Combo, the Pirate Lab is probably a little easier to, to get through airport than the gun case that you're using. It, it oh yeah, you didn't, didn't that get when you were going through the airport? Didn't didn't you like have to take it out and like open it, right? Yes, but it wasn't because of the uh, metal briefcase. It was because the, all they saw were like these bricks inside of it. Oh, so they thought it was like a bomb. Drugs, bomb. Yeah, <laughs> looks exactly like some C4. <laughs> yep, yep, so, exactly. And then the other nice thing about the Pirate Lab guys is that the other side that opens up 
also holds your playmat. It actually has a nice yep. little Velcro thing for when you roll it up. There's pockets on both sides. On so both sides, yeah. What I do is I put a tablet in one side to use as a life total, and then I put my token one on the other sure. side. And then um, you still have room if you want to put your trade binder in there. Right, so. and you can put you can put a bag of dice in there. And if you aren't uh, as techno savvy, you can. That's a great place to put like a patent paper. Uh, with some pens in there as well to keep life total the old-fashioned way. If you're still living in Stone Age, totals with that pen. Oh, it's horrible. So, um, yeah, Pirate Bay is great. So the other one of the other products Pirate I want to talk about. <laughs> oh, damn it, uh, Pirate Lab is Pirate Lab is very good. Uh, At least it wasn't Pirates the movie. Uh, that's a deep cut. Yeah. So I'm gonna post this up here. So um, if you're starting to think about organizing a cube, um, or if you're just kind of looking for a different thing that's just a little classier, holds a little better. BCW has a saying, it's a three-row uh, game card box is what they call it. So it's very durable. It's made out of very thick plastic, or I'm sorry, uh, cardboard. Um, it's got a magnetic closure, so it holds pretty well. And um, a lot of people use these for organizing. Um, it, I think it holds 3,000 cards or something of that tune. Um, but I think the, the real win with this product is people who have cubes or are trying to build cubes. Yep. It's great to dump cards into that. It holds like two cubes or at least one cube double sleeved. So um, if you're starting to get to the point where you want to get something that's a little more elegant than the BCW, you know, just those big cardboard boxes they have to build yourself. Nothing wrong with that at all. Those are great products, especially for the price. But if you're looking for something, especially if you're not planning on having, you know, 15,000 cards, this is a, <laughs> this is a, this this is a real, it's not worth it. This is a really good option. I'm no, I'm right there. I used to have like four boxes, and actually, I can't talk because in the corner, I still have all of friend of the show Tice's bulk in those boxes. So that's <laughs> pretty exciting. But, but we'll get to that in a second. That's another um, thing you should the, get to now. Oh, here we are. Um, and then the uh, the last product I wanted to highlight. So there's a couple options of these. Um, back in the day, Wizards used to come up with these things called like gift boxes. And um, I'll post it to I'll post it to the chat real quick so you all, you all can see it. Um, I think there's three of these. There's one for uh, Theros. There's one for Cons, and then there's one for Shadows over Innistrad. So um, I had the, and then one for um, what was that one? Zendikar, Battle for Zendikar, or whatever. Um, so I had that one. It was a piece of crap. It fell apart in like a year. Um, so I replaced it with this guy, the one from Shadows over Innistrad. So the reason why I like it is because I try to really keep my bulk commons and uncommons down to playables sure. and they fit really good in here they also come with a few packs so you might luck out and get something good out of that um maybe you know one of the one of the shadow lands something along those lines if you if you get the cons one you have a chance of getting a fetch land which is pretty rad um and then they also come with dividers as well so in that one box it's really kind of a good starting point for housing your collections of, of bulk commons and uncommons and again you might look out and get one of the you know, if you're very, very lucky, uh, one of the good cards out of that set too. So I think they usually go for about 50 bucks because they're they're not sold widely anymore. But um, again, just for storage purposes, I think I think it's a really good starting point. That is pretty. Yeah, cool. no. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, the cool thing with those boxes is kind of like in this quarantine, you can jerry rig one of those to hold a smartphone Ooh. camera. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, oh, you I know, saw that diagram you posted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I will not take credit for it. That was definitely from someone else. Uh, I am not that creative or art savvy to put that together, but you guys can Google it. It's very cool. So if you you know you're looking for a way to play with your play group and you don't want to buy a webcam or don't have the funds to buy a webcam, you know you could actually buy one of those boxes, just the box by itself, yeah. out there for like five or ten dollars. You don't have to get the whole thing, uh, but if you do, like Tuck said, you have a chance to to possibly get some other stuff. Yeah, totally. So that was kind of it. Any other products that you guys could think of or anything that we missed? I've been trying to find it. Um, I got to talk about my trusty backpack. You know, it takes me (laughs) on trips on planes. It holds cards. It holds really anything you want to put in there. It's an open backpack. It's got pockets. (laughs) It's got straps. It goes on your back. You could put, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 decks in there if you really want to stuff them in there. I prefer to put like five and about seven or eight beers in there. Uh Uh, You know, it's nice. So the, the last thing that I would also talk about, it's kind of along the same lines as what uh, Tuck was talking about with the uh, uh, 3000 kind of nicer box. Uh, Ultimate Guard makes a product called Super Hive um, and they come oh, in all yeah. different sizes. Uh, th- their biggest one's a 550. And the kind of cool thing with that is it literally has a spot uh, for dice, mm-hmm. but then also you can use this. This literally holds one cube or it can hold uh, five commander decks plus have room for 50 tokens. Um, and it's big enough to where if you like a lot of us, we use the, um, hundred count deck boxes. It'll actually hold those deck boxes and you don't lose any space. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of those. Uh, Joe, uh, someone in our play group actually has one as well. Um, yeah. and, and it's real slick and it's this like nice pleather material because, you know, it holds Ooh. up better than leather. <laughs> it's, it's pleather. But, uh, yep, that'd be the, the last thing that I'd give a shout out to. Perfect. Um, great. Well, let's move on to the last and the hardest topic. So let's talk about That's your. She said. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think we've all talked about What? <laughs> The last and the hardest topic. Hardest. You said oh, you, you, said, you. And then you said the bulk. <laughs> Children, the Ladia. So, um, I Cheers I that. agree that you will probably end up getting I I you will end up getting a lot of bulk in this game, right? If you crack boxes, even if it's as good as something as um you know mystery booster, which was incredible. Um, even if you go to draft and you keep the draft shaft, like you will end up with a ton of bulk stuff to do, um, and bulk stuff to hold on to. So. Um, I think this, for me, pretty much breaks into two categories. Uh, this is my experience, at least, or, or what I think of, of how to do it. So one is like bulk, com- bulk rares and mythics, which do exist, um, and then bulk uh, commons and uncommons. So personally, for me, um, I think that for bulk com- for bulk rares and mythics, my advice is to hold on to those until you go to, assuming that they ever happen again, a magic fest. Sure. Just get a big giant pile of those, and then there will be vendors that you can just take them to. And granted, they'll give you cents on the dollars. But if you bring them a big enough stack, so when I went, my stack was almost big enough to pay for an entire Aber duel of just shit that I was never up, of just stuff I was never even going to play ever. Right? Sure. Like it was crap from precons, it was crap from drafts, all that stuff. Right? Like it gathers up over time. Um, and I would also say that the way to do that is to gather it up over time. Don't just take in, you know, 50 cards and expect to get something great out of it. Mm-hmm. Wait until you have like a hundred or 200 or however long in between the different magic fest you might go to. Like right now, there's a great chance that there could be several boxes that you open before we get a chance to go to a magic fest with them. Um, but I generally think that taking those and trading them to a vendor in a magic fest is the most efficient way of handling that. 
Um, Mr. Combo, I, th I think you've kind of had similar experiences with, with bulk mythics and rares as well, right? Yeah, because, you know, here's the thing is if, you know, I used to, every time a set would come out, I'd get one box. One box, yep. and either I'd crack the packs or we would do a fun draft just to get some use out of it. And so I did that for many years, and so I just accumulated all these cards. And there are some cards that are just not good in Commander, and that's the only format I play in paper. Um, and it's not that it's a bad card, it's just, you know, maybe it yeah. only works better when you have redundancy in a deck and you need sure. four of. Um, or, you know, some weird things. Cause or like, you rip like, it off a draft and it's awesome, you know? Yeah. Sure. And, you know, Tuck actually helped me out when we spent like five or six hours organizing all of mine. And even outside of the allure in which I knew was a decent card, I didn't know it was worth as much as it was. Um, but, you know, there was some stuff in there and Tuck was like, ooh, this is a modern staple. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I wouldn't have known that. But then that card that I would have maybe just thrown away or given away is now worth big, big dollars. So right. you just never really know. So what I would really say when it comes to your bulk is you need to save up until you have a very handsome size amount. Mm -hmm. I'm talking right. probably <clears throat> a box or two's worth. Yeah, people won't the, really the, even the look at them if you don't. Yeah, yeah. and then honestly, they won't even look at them because a lot of stores have the mindset of this is just going to sit on my shelf and do nothing. Right. You have to give them a carrot. So it's like, hey, yeah. I got all this bulk. But by the way, I also have these hundred cards that are worth alone 200 bucks, right. $300. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Then it's like, you know what? I'll give you, you know, 175 for that. But then your bulk, I'll give you $25. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got 25 bucks yeah. for something yep. I was never going to be able to use. So that's really the biggest advice I could give when it comes to bulk is you need to wait until you have a large enough amount yeah. to make it worth their time. A and B, you need to have some rares and mythics and foils um, and some high high value. Yeah, cards. sprinkled in there. Sure. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I will say it helps to have your stuff organized before you get there because you don't want to sit there and watch them look through cards and look up prices right. for it's be a two, three hours. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> So that'd be my advice. Yeah, I'd yeah. say on bulk, the only thing that I have to, to throw in there is similar to Mr. Combo's point of, uh, one, don't be scared to look through it. I know it's daunting, <laughs> but yeah. for example, I looked through my bulk, um, I don't know, like four or five weeks ago, and I found three skull clamps, which nice. normally just sits in your uncommon binder, but that's what, yeah. four or five dollar yeah. uncommon. That's a really good card. You use it in a lot of decks, so... Uh, don't be scared to look through there and see what you have because there's random uncommons like just off the top of oh, yeah. like Priest of Titanias and stuff like that that technically wouldn't get ca categorized into your rare binder, sure. but uh, you might find some stuff that's really useful. Yeah, and that's where I found, I think I found eight Triumphs of the Hordes, four Grafted I, Exoskeletons. I one of those, thank you much. Yeah, <laughs> which I used to give out like candy. Sure did. But not anymore. Um, so like, there's obviously, you know, you, if you can get monetary value out of them, that's great. Um, if you can't, there are options as opposed to just taking them to the recycling bin. Um, so one thing that you can do is talk to local schools, yep. um, talk to big brothers, big sisters, mm -hmm. all of these places will take them and their kids like to play with them. Um, I've also noticed there's been some schools that have more, and this is like painting with a pretty broad brush, but there's some school, there's some schools that have like STEM programs or these sort of things that I'll generally attract people who might be interested in the magic as opposed to just like a normal school right they, they try to do board game nights and these sort of things um that's a great place to donate to them to um i've not i've heard of such great things as just like driving them to you know 
a Habitat for Humanity and dropping them off. Um, but I do know Big Brothers and Big Sisters has them. And if you know people who play in schools or if you know teachers, I would highly recommend reaching out to them just being like, this is free. It's your school can have it. Your, your kids mm-hmm. can come in and build decks out of it if you want. Um, and when I was in Chicago, I actually gathered a bunch of these from a bunch of guys from the LGS who were just like offloading bulk and dumped them off at a school that was like trying to build their board game night out. So that's really cool. Um, there should be there should be ways to do it. Just don't just throw them away. <laughs> yeah. And then the last thing I would say, guys, is that if you do have a sizable amount that you'd be willing to donate, but maybe you live in a smaller town or the sure. schools around you, they aren't really interested in that kind of stuff. Um, hit up EDH Rec. Uh, I can't remember if it's uh, Bruise MTG at Bruise MTG Ultra Budget Bruise, our buddy Andrew. I can't remember if it's him <coughs> or another of the writers, but one of them actually does do an after-school program for yeah. Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering yeah. for the students. Uh, so if you don't have an avenue to donate, hit up uh, the uh, EDHREC Twitter. Uh, see if they can connect you with the writer that actually does run yeah. that after-school program. I mean, granted, you know, you may have to help pay the shipping to ship your stuff to them. Right. But, you know, it, it feels really good to kind of repurpose, yeah. you know, those items. And Plus, you could be helping create another generation of the collective. <laughs> Degenerates. So, um, but that's, that's pretty much it from my end. You know, obviously, there's... This is the time to organize. This is the time to do a little spring cleaning. And, you know, while you're going through your stuff, maybe you'll just find something that'll fit into one of your decks and make it uh, make it even better than before. Absolutely. So um, that's all I got. So I'll kick it back to you, Mr. Combo. Cool. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up. What's the plane chase? Now in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland Report. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. Today, we're talking Mardu, we're talking Mill, we're talking Tariel, Reckoner of Souls. Yes. Yep. It is. A very beefy and expensive boy. Oh, yeah. Colorless, a white, a black, and a red. Oof. Legendary creature angel, uh, flying and vigilance, and then it has tap, choose a creature card at random from target opponent's graveyard, put that card (laughs) onto the battlefield under your control. This just screams a lot of fun to me. It's yeah. also a uh, mythic, and it's also in my Kalia deck. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I knew. Guess I'd why? Came before. in the pre-con. <laughs> I was torn on the fence if either you had a deck with this in it or if you had a deck that was this. But I didn't remember playing this as the commander. But I'm very excited about this, and it's a four seven yeah. for those who care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Get in the red zone. Yeah. So really, what I'm looking to do here is do a lot of mill. Uh, take people's libraries, put them into their graveyards, use the commander to do that, and then build a lot of other shenanigans around that as well. Uh, but for those out there, you know I like to pick a color and run with it, and today's chosen color is Red Mill. Here we go. Red, Red Mill. Mill. All right. All right. Mill. Let's see it happen. All right. So things that work around Red Mill. So the first card I wanted to talk about is Stolen Strategy. It oh, is. Yep. Yep. Oh, this card is awesome. a red. It's an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of each opponent's library. Until end of turn, you may cast non-land cards from among those exiled cards. And you may spend mana as though it were a man of any color to cast these spells. That's so good. This card rules. I mean, I, I like it's it. It's not um, very many decks either. It was in a surprisingly low amount. Yeah, I think five five's kind of it's kind of on the top end. The only thing that sucks on it too is that you have to wait a turn for it to do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But still, like, 
I love. I think this card's really cool. Like, I like cards that have like a really high variance, right? Yeah. So you could rip something that could be game ending, or you could just rip like three mana rocks, and you're just like, all right. Yeah, I mean, that like nothing, nothing to do the there. Commander as well, because the commander's ability right. is exactly the same. But exactly. I mean, this card seems really, really good in this deck or any kind of mill deck for that matter, because you're doing not only mill, but you're also getting to play those type of things. Yeah, I actually want to say I saw that because uh, I played with uh, Dan and Duff earlier in the week on a stream, uh-huh. and one of them had it, and I want to say he ended up getting a land not five turns in a row oh no no. (laughs) it's a variance it's it's an rng (laughs) but some but like it does say that you can uh oh damn it does say cast it doesn't say play jerks saw that through because i was like this could be a great ramp spell for red (laughs) but you can't cast lands so oh well what are you gonna do What's the next one? Uh, so the next one I wanted to talk about is Barbed Shocker. It is three colorless <laughs> yeah. red. It's a creature insect with trample and haste. Whenever Barbed Shocker deals damage to a player, that player discards all the cards in his or her hand, then draws that many cards. It's a two-two. Huh. Let's let's go. Yeah, oh yeah. Get him in wow. early. There, start swinging through that's... and mill seven at a time. See what we can do. You know how awesome this would be with uh, any uh, any thing that could give it myriad. Oh, oh my God. So guys, yeah, yeah. The, uh, so what's that <laughs> is a mechanic that whenever you attack, uh, that creature creates a copy of itself attacking each other opponent. Yeah. Oh, it'd be and then so at the gross. end of combat, they get exiled. Oh, yeah. that'd be funny. Play, so, play to selves and just slap that on this guy. Everyone's just, everyone's just wheel of fortuning. Oh, do I do I dare and put this in Brutaclad Seven Dwarves? Oh, I think oh, you dare. oh my I think God. You dare. That actually would be awesome, <laughs> and it's only ten cents. I, yeah, and I think you're. Did. I think you're in luck. I think I got a. I think I got to spare one of these because I thought this would be really cute. Nekazar. Turns out that's not the deck for it. But uh, well, great. I guess I'll get that copy from you uh, when I see you in a year and three months. Yeah, exactly. And two weeks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the next card? All right. So, third one I wanted to talk about is called Book Burning. It is one colorless, one red, and has the worst written text of any card I've ever seen in my life. Oh boy, I gotta get my glasses. It reads, unless a player has book burning, deal six damage to him or her. Put the top six cards of target player's library into his or her graveyard. That's easy. So so unless they take six, you put six into the graveyard. However, it says unless a player has book burning, which could imply that you have to have book burning in your hand or possession. But that's not, you're correct. You are correct. Oh yeah, it's been errated. It has been errated and it reads any player may have book burning deal six damage Correct. to them there no one go. does target player puts the top six of their library into their graveyard yes so it's it's basically you throw it out to the table and see if anybody wants to take six if they don't they mill six otherwise they take six this uh this actually was featured we talked about him in the discord a friend of mine jeremy potter uh on edh he just actually made one of his mind bend series called boros self mill mm-hmm. where this is the Literal cover art of the article. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, this but, part, um, it just screams kind of fun because it makes, again, more board interaction. It makes everybody have right. an option. If you want somebody to die, maybe they take six damage and they die, and or, you know, maybe they maybe they die from mill. Or, potentially you know, coming to that very... Potentially coming to that very deck on your desk there, Mr. Combo. Hmm. Take eight or mill six. I kind of like that. Yeah, there you go. It's not bad. All right, not so bad. Last one I wanted to talk about, as I know everybody in mill has been in this situation before, where may or may not have milled yourself out. It's a problem. Here's yes. how you fix it. It's called Obstinate Familiar. It's a one red creature lizard. If you would draw a card, you may skip that draw instead. It's a one one. 
<laughs> okay. Wow, it's a rare. So if I'm reading this right, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you could have this with zero cards in your deck and skip correct. that draw phase every correct. single time. Yep. I love it. Uh, or, you, but, or you could run this as just straight gas against Nekasar <laughs> in your sideboard. <laughs> See, the funny, the funny thing about this is, like, we joke about, like, oh, if you milled yourself out in red, and you, this could, like, protect you from losing the game. I think if any red player ever milled themselves, they'd be like, good. Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. how many cards they technically had to go through? Thank, thank, thank God. God. And, and lest we forget, <laughs> this game is finally over. The other ones here, but we also have black and white going on in this situation as yes. well. So you have a lot more options out there to deal with as far as mill's concerned. I chose to do right. only red just because I hadn't really ever researched mill in red because I don't think anybody really right. has. But it, it seemed like, like it. an awesome card to throw into any deck that you could that's mill strategy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I really like it. And I think one of the cards that you would want to have in this deck. Uh, let me make sure that she, yep, yep. Um, so I think a really good one would be something like Magus of the Wheel. Oh, sure, uh, yeah. Two colorless red, colorless red tap, sack him, each player discards their hand, then draw seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love so it. So I, I, I think maybe what, how you could go a direction in this is your opponents are constantly discarding, they're constantly drawing, mm -hmm. they're constantly filling up their graveyard, and you are only using your creature, your deck is only stealing from your opponents. Correct. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And Correct. then the other piece of your deck is reanimating. Oh, yeah, sure. Getting you, those use the you, can, you, can, you use the black. You can kind of turn this. Oh, you can kind of turn this into like a wheels and deals deck. You know what I mean? Like with yeah. Egrims or Liliana's Crevents. Um, another card in here that I think would be really good. That's one of my favorites in black. Is Dark Deal. Two colorless and a black. Each player discards all the cards in their hand and draws that many minus one. Love it. Um, for a dollar, it's pretty much a wheel of fortune um, with a little bit of a downside. But again, like I kind of like the idea of you're playing very few creatures, right? Playing a lot of reanimate from other uh, creatures' decks. Uh, Sepulchral Primordial will probably do right. really good in this deck too. So yeah, it definitely like I think that you could build this to be more interesting than the commander actually is. I agree <laughs> yeah. with you there. And that, Does I was that really, make sense? I was really intrigued by the color combo that you can use with this. Yeah. With a mill strategy, I've never really seen anybody throw red in there. So I thought that right. that would add a lot of flavor to it. And yeah. you can also like use it. whatever else red is good as. Like like you said, like anything that would do a copy effect or a mill effect or a myriad effect or. Whatever the case. Yeah. Um, I think this has a lot of potential, but that's all I had on this, so I'll kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. They do have a promo code currently running until the shop reopens with the coronavirus. Free KC ship, uh, all capital. Uh, oh. Free shipping on any orders over 20 bucks. So if you need a board game because you're bored, uh, you want to get a CMD Tower playmat and sleeves, free KC ship. Uh, all uppercase and any order over 20 bucks will get free shipping in the U.S. Love it. Another way to support your news team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Tower with reward tiers for all the budgets. There is a way that you, the collective, can help. Uh, and only for a dollar a month, you can join the collective Discord. But for absolutely free, like we talked about in the beginning, go to the CMD Tower or my Twitter, uh, which we'll get to in a second. And in our pinned tweets, there is a Discord invite for the Quarantine Battlegrounds. Paper, MTGO, MTG Arena, you'll find a game there.
You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with your team at cmdtower, at Mr. Comma number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Talk Tweeting, from your MTG Action 4 News team. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good quarantine. Oh, 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 oh,